The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 miles. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hello and welcome to the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Hey, what's going on, um, listeners? Um, Don, distinguished guest. Um, we're here, another episode. So let's get into it. And we're joined by the returning Monday Night Raw correspondent, hashtag Rawcast correspondent, none other than the WrestleCast OG, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Yeah, let me eat this churro, and I'm going to tell you all about quintessential art, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I'm doing all right. How are y'all guys doing? Good, man. Good. Always good to have you coming back through the CSPN. We'll need, we'll, there's already enough heat going around. We don't need no more. <laughs> yeah, we, need no, we don't have security here backstage at CSPN, <laughs> so be careful. Um, but, yeah, Sam, always great to have you come through. Uh, you decided to come through uh, when the most was going on. So uh, we're going to kick the introductions to the side and save all that stuff for the end. Because uh, first and foremost, we got to let the trumpets blow and celebrate my win at who you got for uh, Clash at the Castle. Thank you. Thank you very much. I can't believe Mo to the underscore Reese fumbled it. Similar, very similar to LSU versus Florida State uh, this past weekend. I can't believe you picked Drew. Hey, I thought he was gonna be, he was gonna be home. Ah, he's out. Damn. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was. Um, I mean, I thought he was gonna win. You know, they were they were building him up. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. It came down. We were, you oh, you picked uh, Riddle, and uh, you were on that's your way to. Was, yeah, that's that was one. He was like, he was like, you sure Seth got to win? I was like. Building them up too. Yeah, you, you're on your way to another vic- to back to back wins, but you got tripped up. That's cool. That's uh, cool. We, we have fun. This. Yes. Yes. And I'll uh, pop the champagne and uh, celebrate with the confetti all over me. Um, don't, don't, I mean, don't worry. Extreme rules is coming. Let's see if you can do a back to back, sir. Yes. Yes. I will try. I will try to defend my crown. <laughs> um, so Clash at the Castle, thank you to everybody who used the hashtag Casts and Castles on Saturday. Great turnout, as always. Everybody sharing their commentary with color. Always some of the most entertaining times are doing these uh, big PLEs, as they're being called now. So we had the kickoff show, Street Profits and Mad Cat Moss versus Alpha Academy and Austin Theory. 
Otis gets fall away slammed by Riddick Moss. Dawkins saves Ford from getting German suplexed off the apron. That leaves Ford to hit a running flip dive doomsday blockbuster to drop Gable onto the pile. Back in, he hits from the heavens to pin Chad Gable, Street Profits, Mad Cat Moss. All your winners. Um, I didn't see this, but Mo, can you speak to uh, how well your boy Dawkins looked? I mean, it was really, it was a match that, I mean, uh, a match that was just put together because, you know, they didn't really have no story. No story between these, uh, well, um, I mean, it was a story between Street Profits and Alpha Academy on Raw, but nothing between Madcap and Derry. Right. Like, they were just it. Right, right. But Don, that's no, no, we gotta do. Producers? Yes. Oh, hold on! Before you get into that, I I've got to uh, I've got to tell you that I have I've been wrong this whole time. I have made a gross error in judgment, and there was something that I saw on this show that made me see the error of my ways. <laughs> Your boy Dawkins is safe, man. He ain't going through no barbershop window no time soon. <laughs> he doing they doing the uh, Connor's cure, man. He, he yeah, he good. Oh, yeah, you told me that, and I was like, oh, yeah, they are, yeah, they are, um, giving them, putting them up, making the faces, you said, was it the Daniel Bryan of the company? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they in the Daniel Bryan role, man, him, the uh, Street Profits and Binky, yeah, they doing the kind of cure, yeah, he good. And she's doing, like, the pediatric, it was something else she was doing, too, I think. Yeah. And she the same thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all three of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So your boy Dawkins is good, man. Hey, he he won't be uh he won't be taking that trip anytime soon. All right, so producers, right? Um, oh shit. Uh, um, Shane Helms. This is AEW. No, no shits. Shane Helms. Shane Helms. Want a shot, Sam? <laughs> Two shits per show. <laughs> no, it was uh, Joseph Park. Oh, abyss. Okay. All right. So, we get into our main card. Well, I can tell you who the producer of this first match was Tyson Kidd. You, you want to you wanna put money on that? Tyson Kidd, <laughs> and uh, it's a six person. So, Tyson Kidd and Molly Holly. Let's talk about the match first. They will talk about the producers. Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eo Scott. They set it off. They are the opening match of the official pay per view card. With Oscar and Bliss both on the outside, Eo Sky hits a heck of a moonsault to take them both down. Back in, Dakota Kai misses the running kick in the corner, but Eo breaks up the KOD. Bailey grabs Binky's braid to hold her in place in the turnbuckle for Dakota Kai's running kick. That sets up the rose plant into EO Skies over the moonsault. And Bailey pins Bianca Belair. And the new faction will be known as Damage Control. Yep. Beats Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. So you're, so you're just going to skip over the whole chat? Oh, well, I mean, this is the end of the this is the end of the show. Well, yeah, the Bailey comes out and they just they're they're doing their Bailey was over. Yeah, they're doing their hey Bailey chance. She was plugging her ears. She was like, shh. 
And she literally <laughs> had to run over there and hit uh, and knock Alexa Bliss or Oscar or somebody off the apron for oh, them. Oh, yes, blue. it's a good heat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was scared of her. I, I found it funny, like later on, she was actually kind of leaning into it because she'd tag in and then they chant, she'd tag right back out. <laughs> Yeah, she, she definitely was trolling them, which is showing that she, she knows she knows her business. She she read the room a lot better than Keith Lee did. Whoop. So, so mm. they were booing them? No, what happened was the acclaimed were fucking oh, we're, we're over. over, dude. I'm talking about like to, mean, to the point were. like like the crowd made this maybe the best match on the card just because they were so behind. And they did their thing too. So they have this spot that they so Swerve picks up on it quick and so he starts fucking like healing it up. But Keith Lee, I don't I don't think he ever he never changed or whatever. So they have this thing at the end of the match that they're gonna show respect because it's supposed to be two babyface teams or whatever. And they do this and Keith Lee scissors uh Billy Gunn. That shit was hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. flat as fuck. These people were like, boo, we didn't want to see y'all win in the first place. Now you're going to do this, but boo. <laughs> it's like Keith Lee had, and Keith Lee's looking around like The Rock when uh, Philadelphia booed him. <laughs> yeah, he's looking around like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And, and, and Swerve just looked at him and it's just like, shake his head and walked off like, dude, what the fuck? And then when they was, going, and they were talking to Bonnie, and he was like, He's like, I don't know why you're talking about them. They lost. <laughs> he, um, Swerve was like, he was definitely on it. He was like, I don't know why you're talking about them. They lost. He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the reading of the room part there. But um, th- yeah, that was great. Bailey and them coming out this match starting off. Bianca Belair gets the people on their feet. So always awesome to see her kick off these shows and the reaction that she gets. <laughs> Yes, I, predicted this, I predicted this one right. I predict this one right. Because I was like, in order for this, these people to continue, they have to win. Yes. Right, exactly. All right. Which is why I, which is why, why I was saying I knew they weren't going to win the titles because... Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it was. Because they were going to go into the, cause they were gonna go into the show as a champion. Yeah. It was just going to be kind of weird. Right, as it has been spoken all over again. It's like, so no, but they're not going to win. But, um... Don, you were wrong. It was the producer was Pete Williams. What? You forgot he do women matches too. <laughs> oh, dang! They fooled me. They fooled me. All right, we see uh, Tyson Fury wishing Drew McIntyre good luck. We take a look back at the main event of SummerSlam 1992: Davy Boy Smith versus Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Title. Bret Hart is in the crowd as one of the special honorary guests, and then. It's time for the Intercontinental title match. What I like to call the Big E special. And y'all know exactly what that is. It's a big meaty man slapping meat. Where we got Walter versus Sheamus. Ludwig Kaiser introduces Giovanni Vinci. And so the gang known as Imperium is back together. Isn't there one missing? Wasn't there one more? This is him. They brought him back. No, no, I thought there was three dudes in Walter. Oh well, no, they um the other dude was uh Alexander Wolf, and they uh they kicked him out. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. And actually, um, um, which name? Truthless Timmy. He was down with them too for a minute. Yeah, yeah, he was. But yeah, this is the this is the the crew that everybody knows right here. Uh, so 
uh, Imperium, uh, that meaning Giovanni, Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser, they get into it with Butch and uh, Ridge Holland. And, of course, Gunter and uh, Sheamus are just kind of staring each other down like they did on SmackDown. But the bell is finally rung and the match starts. The sleeper <coughs> from Walter is countered into a white noise for a two count for Sheamus. Walter hits a powerbomb for a two count, leaving both men down. Sheamus then catches him on the top and hits a razor's edge for a two count. Both men are down again. Sheamus goes for the broke kick, but his back gives out, setting up the big power bomb for a two count. Walter gets back up and hits uh, Sheamus with a huge lariat, pins him, and retains the Intercontinental title. Sheamus and Gunter, Gunter. beat the hell out of each other. And this, this was exactly what everybody thought it was going to be, and yep. they and they did exactly what we wanted them to beat the hell out of each other. It was no no concentrating about five star the five star um matches and nothing like that. It was just a well, no, the the match didn't take place in the Tokyo Dome. Well so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there wasn't no flippy shit in this yeah, one here. No, yeah no flippy shit. No flippy no. shit. Two stars. They was just beating they was beating each other down just and Sheamus' chest was just red as hell. <laughs> yeah, this actually got Sheamus. I mean, Sheamus over like yeah, not just yeah. the UK crowd, but with other, with people on the internet too. They're like, "Holy shit, Sheamus!" But, but, but man, when Walter hitting you with them big ass chops and and you still keep coming, <laughs> yeah, I respect. I mean, you see what happened when Ludwig Kaiser took them chops on SmackDown. People was like, "Yo, man, he ain't no punk. He ain't no punk." It's like, <laughs> man, they. They kind of dropped the ball with that name because I, I keep thinking Ludwig Borga, but yeah. I'm just old. Yeah, you are old, and I'm thinking the same thing too because <laughs> I'm old right along with you. But yeah, man, this was this was a hell of a match right here, man. This is probably for most people their match of the night. It was. All right, Don, who was the producer? Um, I would say Fit Finley, but he don't work there no more. Um. I don't know. Uh, Adam Pierce. Nope. Joseph Park. Really? Oh, Joseph Park was busy, huh? Yeah. Abyss. Okay. All right. Abyss. I see. Well, so, I mean, really, it's so not that hard to probably be the agent for this match. Hey, you're going to win. Go up there and slap each other. Yeah, yeah. go out there and lay your shit in and give me 15 minutes. Come back. Here's the thing. He's been getting, you know, great reviews on his work as of late. So I'm sure that. Triple H taking notes that might, you know, allow him to, you know, produce some more big matches going down the line. But he's getting, he got, he got reviews, and plus he, he did, um, he put together the, the um, the match of the pre-show. So, you know, he he did some, doing some good work around there. I, I didn't know he was still employed. Last time I saw him, he was doing that thing with AJ Styles. Right, but he he, he was backstage off which camera, was, which was great because I thought that right, was. <laughs> He backstage off camera, you know, doing his thing. So, so kudos to him. Uh, after the match, Sheamus gets a standing ovation as he finally gets himself to his feet to head to the back. Now it's time for that SmackDown women's title matchup. We got Liv Morgan defending that championship against Shayna Baszler. A hard knee to the face gets a two count on Morgan. The Caracuda Clutch 
is applied, but Liv slips out, so Car- so uh, Shanna Baszler grabs it again. Liv Morgan does the uh, you know the rollover to escape, but uh, uh, Shanna manages to let go of the hold and runs right into a code breaker, right into a oblivion, and Liv Morgan clean in the middle. I kind of skimmed through this Baszler. match. I kind of skimmed through this match, but I thought it looked like Liv redeemed herself a bit. I would say she did, but it was just still a lot of people was she was still getting booed. Um, well, not so much that, split. just like her, because like I thought going to this match, I was like, "There's no way she's going to be able to legit stand toe to toe with this woman." And no, she did. She was out there rocking her. Yeah, this was a. I, I, okay. I think that Liv. I think as long as they give her, if they didn't do her no favors by giving oh, her this awful. lucky underdog shit to start that with, that really annoyed me. Oh, um, go ahead, and I'll just tell you like what I thought of. But if, the, but if the they can. Match. But if they can correct that and give her some strong wins in a row, they got a chance to salvage it. So I was telling, I was seeing this on the distraction finish. I was saying that like I, when that match happened against uh, Ronda, that ending happened, and she just just kind of like just the way the commentary was playing it, and just the way the crowd was reacting, it did not look like she deserved to hold that title to me because mm-hmm. they were making her look like a chump. And, and when she got up off the, when she peeled herself off the mat and picked up her belt to walk off with it, I was like, you do not deserve that belt. Because it's just the way that they make her look. Right. Right. Yeah, people, like you said, if if people already have this kind of, uh, you know, uneasy feeling about her being the champion to begin with off of how she won, yeah, they, they, they got, they're already behind the eight ball. So, yeah, they've got to do a little bit of rehab now with her to get the people back to where they were while she was chasing the title or when they were doing everything but giving her the title. So, Right. Right. Um, agent on that particular match, Molly Holly. Uh, Jason Jordan. Oh, Jason Jordan. Okay. Krangle's son. They got the... They got the... <laughs> Yeah, all hands on deck for this one. Uh, Rey Mysterio and Edge taking on the Judgment Day. Finn Balor sling blades Edge, but Dominic offers a distraction. Rey hits a superhero can Rana, and Ripley beats up Dominic, but Rey then dives onto both of them for the save. Dominic trips Finn Balor, setting up a 619 into the spear to give Edge and Rey Mysterio the win. Well, after the match, of course, Dominic, Edge, and Ray are celebrating. And that's when Dominic gets a hug from Edge and then kicks him low. Of course, Ray Mysterio is in shock and questioning his son. And then Dominic clotheslines Ray as Judgment's Day is in the uh, corner. Laughing, pointing laughing. laughing. <laughs> Dominic leaves on his own and uh so yeah the turn has finally come that was a that's the the Ray clothesline special <laughs> Eddie hit him with that and um Batista hit him with that too so I'm surprised, I'm surprised he didn't hit him with the Kevin Nash the long dart the, uh, <laughs> the amount of uh oh the five minute warning oh we get that we get that alert you still, you still can't pay for 
Hey man, they they we gotta get we gotta get our subscribers up, man. They gotta right. pay for pay, pay for more bills. <laughs> yeah, man. Pay, pay you, for you ain't got five dollars in change, Donald. <laughs> but um, they uh this this was this was good because the amount of people who've been waiting for this Dominic turn and the praise dancing that was going on in the timeline when it finally happened uh, it was very entertaining. So. Um, Dominic is going over to his poppy, uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, uh, his, his mommy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold on there. Don't uh, get ahead. Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Rollins loads up an RKO, but Riddle pulls him into a chokehold. The beating is on, including Rollins being bounced off of the announcer's table. The, hat ba- the head's back inside where Rollins hits a stomp. Dan Rollins follows that up with a stomp from the middle rope. And, of course, that is the end of Matt Riddle. Seth Rollins is your winner. Um, Seth Rollins was like, Athena, you want to wear wings? Let me show you how you do it. <laughs> and uh, he looked like Elton John. <laughs> oh, with that, with that. With that uh, outfit, yeah, and the sunglasses, yeah. yeah. With that, with that Kyler Ren say you got a um, wrestle at three, but a fashion show at four. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth a start. He's worth a sing tiny dancer. Uh, this was a hell of a match. This was a fight. I loved the way the bell rang and Riddle wasn't coming out there trying to do no damn lockups, no wrist locks, no hip tosses. It's straight strikes to the face. Did the bird still fly out of his ass? Uh, this was like fish. They change it up now. They have hippopotamuses. Oh. Oh, they have, yeah. They the 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 production team gets to do whatever they like on. All right, so darling, this one for 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 the um Asian um Asian Ray versus Judgment Day in this match. I'm gonna give you a hint. It was the same producer for these two matches. Um, it's not much of a hint. I know it's not right. Uh, it's probably somebody I said before. So, Adam Pierce. Nope. Oh. Jamie Noble. Oh man, Jamie, get you some. Come, come, get you some. <laughs> love, love Jamie Noble. Uh, Tyson Fury is seen talking to Roman Reigns uh, earlier in the night, and he's also in the crowd. Man, they broke Tyson Fury off. He's on camera more than just about any damn body all night. Carrying uh, K- <laughs> Cross and Scarlet are in the crowd. Scarlet looking mm, as only she can look. So That's now, milk alert. huh? Milkman alert. <laughs> so now it's time for the undisputed WWE Universal Title matchup: Roman oh, Reigns man. versus Drew McIntyre. McIntyre hits Claymore from behind, and of course, the referee gets knocked down. So here comes Austin Theory with the second referee. He's getting ready to offer the cash up, and he's standing over there by Tyson Fury, and Tyson Fury just walks up to the rail and knocks smoke from Austin Theory. He knocks. Did you hear that pop? Yeah. Austin Theory is laid out cold, so the cash-in does not take place. Roman grabs a chair, but McIntyre hits Claymore for a very near fall. They slug it out from their knees, then their feet, until McIntyre hits a Claymore for a two-count. Well... The reason it was only a two count is because someone pulls out the referee. That someone is Baby Oofs, Solo Sequoia. 
That's enough of a distraction for Roman to hit the spear and retain. Oh, distraction finish. The yep. Universal Undisputed WWE Championship. Bloodline. Bloodline. It was like that when he was the only one in the bloodline that could um fly internationally. And I was like, dang, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, meaning that he's the only one that's got uh, vaccinated. No, mean criminal, criminal. Oh, 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 oh! My bad. See, I was hoping it wasn't gonna be that way. But oh, you yeah, can't fly international at all if you if you're a criminal. I, I thought it was just Canada that you couldn't enter. I don't know, but it was just like they wasn't over there. The Uzos wasn't over at that show, so. And but this was, was this was, and then I was just thinking. I was like. I was like, wow, I said, maybe, I said, they might have Solo over there to um, to help out Roman. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> when the ref got put out the ring, you see the black, um, and you see them all dressed in black, you take off to reveal himself. I was like, well, there it is. Because um, cause Jerome was like, they're going to be going, they going, he was like, they weren't going to do it like right from the name. I'm like, yeah, he going to have it. He going to need the help. He's the only one that's going to be over there. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. And, oh, hey, uh, Heyman, Heyman was backstage, but he was selling the injuries from um, the F5 that he took from Brock. Mm-hmm. It's just going to refresh, re- re-energize the bloodline. Poor Sami Zayn. Now it's going to add a a wrench into his into his goals and his plans. So that should he, be fun. He, he needs to go ahead and go get the twenty four seven title from Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah, look I got gold too. So so, <laughs> so that should be fun. Uh seeing how Solo and, and Sami Zayn interact going forward. But uh, yeah, great, great, great matchup between Roman and Drew before we even got to the shenanigans of Solo Sequoia. Roman had his working boots on. Uh they went over 30 All right, minutes. Um, before, we go, before we go further, uh-huh. who's your producer? Uh, this main event is Roman Michael Hayes. You got it. <laughs> yeah, personal liaison. That's like a John Cena and uh, Aaron Anderson. Like yep. that's the, that's the personal guy. Yeah, that's my that's my guy. <laughs> All right, right. All right, so that was uh, cast at the ca- Clash at the Castle, fellas. Roman retains. He's still the the champion. Drew, even though this is Triple H's uh, WWE, we still get the familiar Vince McMahon, no suit for you in your hometown or, or close to your home country, in this case, for Drew McIntyre. So I'll start with you, Mota, the underscore Risha, overall thoughts and impressions of Clash at the Castle. Oh, my bad. I was distracted by this woman twerking on TikTok. I, but anyway. Um, I was great. thinking that in my mind, and, but I was hoping that was not what you was going to say on this podcast. He's over there, he's over there creeping on Joy Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, like I said, it was a great, great event um, Saturday afternoon. I mean, Saturday afternoon, because it was like 1 o'clock and folks was complaining. You know, they was like, man, why it's so early? But it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, Like the storylines, you know, 
that was just that was occurring. Um, Austin Theory got full once again. Thought he was going cash in, and Tyson Fury knocked him. Gave him a quick trip to heaven on that one. <laughs> but I said it was a good one. Going to be nice. Going to be exciting to see where these next storylines want to go. You know, and also the next things that's coming up. You know, the, with the bloodline getting stronger, what's going to happen next? All right, most. Um, excuse me, uh, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, your thoughts on uh, the clash? It was a it was a pretty good it was a pretty good event. It was a more than I thought it would be. Like it had more of like a WrestleMania feel. Kind of had like the big one of the big four, probably because it was like such a big stadium. Yeah, um, the stadium looked great. Yeah, I really really love the uh, the Sheamus and Gunther match. Even though I'm not really before then, I really wasn't big into Sheamus at all as a wrestler. Right. But um, Jesus. Okay. Uh, Roman and Drew ended the way I expected with some shenanigans. And, you know, I expected Austin Theory to get thwarted. <laughs> so, yeah, everything else went, like, just pretty standard, though. Hey, good, though. Hey, Mo. What's up? In front of 60,000 in Cardiff, Wales, I don't do no jobs. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so, uh, Roman's still the champ. Like you said, Sam, I think a lot of people got a new respect for Sheamus. Uh, you know, guy that we've seen on the, you know, 10 years uh, pretty much, except for the couple of times he's been hurt, you know, pretty much every week. Um, and, you know, this right here kind of re- reduced him and re- reinvigorated him and people's admiration for him. So we'll see what kind of momentum they can carry forward uh, with that. Yeah, maybe um, now they can get them to stop dressing like chimney sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, damage control, I think they did a good job um, with them coming off of that uh, tag team tournament match, uh, making sure that they look strong and, and that they got their uh, position back. So I thought they did a lot of good business. Riddle and Seth uh, was was real strong as well. So a lot of good business was done uh, over in Cardiff, Wales. Now that brings us over to Mr. Samuel Kalunga and his Monday Night Raw report. Alrighty, let me let me tell you. Alrighty, Monday Night Raw, September fifth, twenty twenty-two, from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, of course, Edge comes down the cut of boring twenty-minute promo. Calls out Dominic. He says he's known him since he was knee high to a grasshopper. He details their history together. He apologizes for the time he speared him. Uh, he asked Dominic to come down. Uh, Ray comes down to plead his son's case. Maria Ripley comes down and claims that she's made Dominic a man. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she saw the talent and potential in him and made him a man. Right. Uh, Dominic comes down in spooky and dark clothing. Uh, he looks like a high school kid in 2000 who started listening to emo music and shopping at Hot Topic. So really quick, it reminds me of what, like, okay, so there was, back in middle school, there was like these really good kids. We just started, you know, kind of started um, getting, uh, hanging with the wrong crowd for a minute. And so, um, yeah, they went from good kids with wearing polos and stuff like that and, and jeans and they started wearing like dickies and red t-shirts and stuff. Oh, wow. And then they got on the bus one day, they were all in red with the bandanas and everything. And like everybody on the bus just started clowning and they was like, which all supposed to be blood? Just laughing at them. 
That's kind of what Dominic reminds me of. <laughs> he reminds me of one of those kids. <laughs> All right, so Ray tells Dominic to snap out of it and make things right with Edge. Uh, Rhea says Dominic doesn't listen to him anymore uh, because you know, his son calls her mommy. <laughs> uh, they then walk no, she doesn't say that they then walk walk down to the ring Ray intercepts him and a bunch of smarts nearby chat Eddie's son which is really stupid right <laughs> uh, Dominic interrupts Ray as he tries to talk to him Ray just walks away telling Edge to, to do what he's got to do Edge is ready for a fight but then Balor and Priest shut him Dominic runs in and chop blocks Edge uh, Ray comes back to tell Dom one last thing to help his buddy Edge. Rhea and Dom block his path. Rhea cheap shots Ray from behind and tosses him to the ring steps. Uh, meanwhile, Priest hits Edge with a snap of heaven. Finn Balor attacks Edge with a chair. He hits a coup de grace onto the chair that's on Edge's leg. Ray comes in for the save, and Judgment Day retreats. So what do y'all think of that? Uh, Rhea Ripley is the best. It, watching this, how she's been acting in this episode, is she the leader, or is she yes. just there? Yeah. She's definitely the leader, sir. Hmm. She's definitely the leader when it comes to Dominic. <laughs> it's funny, his name is Dom, but never mind. Uh-huh. But it's the way around. I was like, mm. I was like, well, I say Dominic then hatred is gonna go up um a thousand after after this episode. <laughs> Okay, so the Miz and Ciampa are interviewed as they're coming to the arena. The interview person asked him about last week when it looked like Dexter Loomis was in his backseat. He says he doesn't want to talk about it. She asked if Dexter Loomis is the reason Miz challenged Bobby Lashley to a steel cage match. Miz still doesn't want to talk about it. It's at that moment we see a car flipped over and smoking. This was Dexter Loomis or I think this was Bronny. Because he's the one that flips over cars. Yeah. yeah. Everybody thought he thought it was Dexter. I was like, nah, it's not Dexter. That's the other guy. <laughs> All right, New Day versus the Lotharios versus Alpha Academy versus Street Profits. First off, did we just forget that like New Day just got smashed on uh, SmackDown? Did we just forget about that? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. we okay, we didn't forget about it, but you know the booking didn't. You know, I guess they didn't okay. think he was together because you know not everybody wasn't gonna be available for Raw, so they just oh, so they just found somebody like oh, you know, like y'all get in there. They're like, hey, y'all come, y'all come do Monday Night Raw and. It wasn't no, like the Viking Raiders was, was busy, though. It wasn't like they had to fly across the world and come back. Now, <laughs> do you think that they was going to put them into a number one contenders match for the tag team titles, knowing what we know now? No, nah, no, you're right. Okay, exactly. All right. <laughs> so during the match, Kofi and Xavier are tagged in, and they completely forget that the outlaw rule exists. Thank you. See, see, Sam, that's what I'm talking about. Nobody picked up on that. I was like, I was like, the New Age Outlaws did that years ago. <laughs> yeah, and then they, after that, they installed they things off. to the rule and said, you can't do that. Yeah, they pulled it off. <laughs> and the reason they pulled it off is because no one knows who knew what the hell was going on. They were like, what are you, what are you and doing? As a Christian, they were, everybody was in there just, just circling around them. And then, you know, Road Dog and Gun, Big and Billy just looked at each other and just like, okay. No, no, no. Be- Whatever was China walked over, went over to Road Dog was like, come here. And she whispered in his ear. And that's when he laid down. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's the yeah. I just wanted that they just looked at each other and just said, okay. And what? Pepperidge Farm remembers, come on. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this was, it wasn't a finger poke of doom or nothing, but. <laughs> okay, so uh, they forget about the outlaw rule. They go, they go, one goes for the pinfall and the other. The count is broken up by everyone. 
Um, after commercial, the tag teams fight some more, but then Bronny the Strowman comes out and kills everyone. I'm guessing the match went to a no contest. Yes. Yeah. Did you see when he tripped trying to go out? Yes. Oh, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I didn't see it. What happened? He tripped. He he knew how he do the, 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 the choo choo. Oh, bird. Yeah. And so he he ran past Chad Gable. He tripped, and then he got himself together and ran through um whoever that was. But it was it was a fan cam that caught it because I think the other uh, yeah because the, uh, the, the other cam was on the other side. Did, but the fan cam caught it and everybody was like, "Yo, my son tripped." Yeah, my son tripped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we think about how do we feel about Bronny? He, well, he controlled his nerves, Savari. <laughs> EC3 just mad. He's just like, he's just upset right now. Well, I got I got a story about EC3 coming up in the moment. Melts a second. All right, cool. Who did he fight with? Uh, I forget his name. The, the the little dude that was also in that little faction in TNA. No, but it's not his name. It's 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 going it's going tell you it's going to tell us why a certain um, person. Is gone from the company altogether. Okay, mm. okay. All right, so Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. versus uh, Mrs. Strowman and Aaliyah. <laughs> that was that was funny. I was like, oh yeah, he's sticking around to watch his bull wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaliyah starts a match. She tries to use her athleticism against the bigger Dewdrop. Seems to be working for a while until she tries to bust the Hurricane Rana, and she gets caught. Dewdrop goes to swing her in the turnbuckle. One of the commentators mentions that she's the wrong target to do that against. Probably because she has a history of vomiting in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> you remember when she did that? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think she's one someone you want to be swinging around like that. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> uh, damage control or watching TV incorrectly backstage. <laughs> They're still doing this. Hey, old habits die hard. Die, <laughs> die hard or die slow, something like that. All right. Uh, Dewdrop and Nikki isolate Aaliyah. Raquel has to come into the ring to break up the pin. She gets the hot tag, comes in and cleans house, trying to powerbomb Dewdrop, but that wasn't happening. Uh, Dewdrop hits a senton for a two-count. Nikki tries to go get near Raquel while Dewdrop goes up top. Aaliyah hits Nikki with a Luthez press. Uh, Raquel uses the distraction to one on powerbomb Dewdrop off the top and gets the pinfall victory. All right, so are they, are they, are these, how's it, what do y'all think of their chemistry? I think they're getting a little better. Yeah, they are, especially when they when they wrestled on um, Worlds Collide. They had great chemistry together. I was laughing at that one match that they had, where they basically took Aaliyah out of it and just let Raquel do the whole match by herself. Yeah, you know that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, the funnier was it like the whole time she was crawling on the mat, like oh oh I'm so hurt. Oh. And they said it was like this, just. But hey, no, you all right? Dang, most don't die. Aaliyah then came through and. <laughs> she gave him a Luthez press. Yeah. No, they was just like they just saw her. And they was just like, "No, nah, you um, you just lay low because you fucking up." <laughs> even though, even though I'm a Leah apologist here, you know, Miss V was like, "She needs to go," and I was like, "Yo, just like cut us some slack." She was like, "That don't mean nothing. She's horrible." <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk about Rey Mysterio's daughter like that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, I don't want no problems with Angie. <laughs> people are people are already saying that, like online. I'm like, no, that's not his. No, that's somebody else. It's a completely different person. Man, Nikki Ash and Dewdrop, they some troopers, man. Right, they were wrestling. They 
Yeah, they wrestled three nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Oh, they wrestled tonight too, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, Ray is backstage sulking. Uh, the interview girl asks him what he's feeling. Ray says he needs to talk to Dominic and that he's being brainwashed. He says that he will never put his hands on his son, but he needs to teach Judgment Day a lesson. Uh, Austin Theory comes down. He says, Crown Jewel was a success. <laughs> See? <laughs> he got knocked into heaven. <laughs> Commentary mentions that he probably got his bill wrong. Uh, he says, after all that, he is still Mr. Money in the Bank. He says, soon he will end Roman Reigns, reign as champion. Kevin Owens comes down. He asks, yes, Theory, what's wrong with his jaw? He says, oh, remember, he remembers he got knocked the hell out. He got knocked the hell out at Crown Jewel. <laughs> uh, he got KO'd. He says, <laughs> Theory managed to find his first name again. Hello, Austin. And he said, Tyson Fury did him a favor because if he had cashed in, either Drew or Roman would have put him into the ground. Uh, Theory says, KO is jealous because he hasn't won a championship in years. He says he will give KO his first shot when he becomes champion. KO says he would have won the Money in the Bank contract if he had been in that match. Owens then challenges Theory, and the two have a match. I thought Kevin Owens has been really on, like, on the ball lately. He's been really on it. Mm-hmm. They've been using him in, in really good spots uh, for him to come out there, talk trash to people, and, and then, you know, just basically get to the point where, okay, it's enough talking. It's time to fight. I wonder I wonder how he feels now about not going to AEW when he had the, when he had the opportunity. No, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> He's definitely so you know, loving it. So you know, he tweeted a picture of him and Stone Cold in the main event of WrestleMania, the shade of CM Punk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All that was going on. He tweeted that picture, and that was anybody was like, "Oh, he taking a shot at CM Punk." I was like, "Yeah," because he actually made invented a, 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 a WrestleMania. <laughs> CM Punk was still, hey, that was that. That was part of the podcast. He was trying to angle him. CM Punk was trying to angle himself to get the main event. Of a couple of WrestleManias and they kept turning them down. Like he was, I think, it was the one um, they had like the, the triple main event. And he was like, you know, he was like, you can't call me stupid because the last show, the last match, the main event, you know, you can kind of whatever he was saying, but you know, he was still mad. He didn't get that main event spot that he so desperately wanted. I remember somebody was like, somebody on Twitter was talking about like, um, oh yeah, Kevin Owens is living CM Punk. He was trying to basically cause friction between the two of them, like he's living his life. And CM Punk was like, "Well, I'm, I'm happy for him, so fuck you." But he's why he don't like. Um, he he don't care for CM Punk. I think um, CM Punk kind of like um, tore him down uh, in front of like the ROH crowd years ago. Mm-hmm. About were they ever were they there at the same the, time? Um, about him wearing a um, t-shirt. Oh, but the T-shirt thing, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they were there at the same time. I was just, it must have been, they must have just passed each other, like, as as Punk was leaving. All right, so the match begins with Theory jumping out of the ring to get out of his gear. K.O. comes over and beats him up outside. They fight. K.O. hits a cannonball on Theory. Theory rolls to the outside. Go to commercial. After commercial, they continue with Owens getting some good shots in, including a swanton onto Theory from the apron to the outside. That was pretty impressive. Man, uh, during commercial, taking some crazy bumps here lately. Right. During commercial, Owen hits a second swanton. He went for a stutter. Theory gets out of it. Theory hits a town down for a two count. Theory tries for a second one, but Owen blocks it. Owen hits a super kick out of an Irish whip, but does not capitalize. On the outside, Theory gains, gets the upper hand on Owens, tossing him into the steel steps. That looked ugly. 
Did you see his head? The back of his head bounced off. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Owens barely makes it back in before a countout. Theory hits a soup a suplex into a neckbreaker. Whatever. What do you? What does he call that? That's what it looked like to me. Fisherman's Buster. Oh, okay. Superplex. All right. All right. All right, Stanley. <laughs> uh, let's see. He has a two count out of it. Owens makes a comeback. It's a pop-up powerbomb, then a stutter, and he gets the one, two, three victory. Great match. Man, he's just taking these L's, isn't he? Well, he got the briefcase. You know, that's a that's a license to get beat. <laughs> he got that briefcase. Uh, Miz and Champa backstage interview girl scares Miz. Miz gets the definition of insanity wrong again. I hate when they do that. WWE really, really loves to do that for some reason. Uh, Champa tells the interview girl that Miz asked for a steel cage match because he who shall not be mentioned has cost him a match before and he wants to keep him from interfering, not because he's scared of him. Uh, damage control come down. They brag about beating Alexa, Asuka, and Bianca. They are taking the tag titles. Dakota brings up that she was not the legal person in that match. Bailey brags about pinning Bianca. Bianca comes down. She challenges Bailey to a match tonight. Bailey steals Chad Gable's gimmick and shushes everyone. Uh, Bailey says she does not work on Labor Day. She's there to celebrate her victory <laughs> over Bianca. Bianca says it took three of them to hold her, hold her down at Clash. Bailey have her may have her minions, but she has the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, damage Control appears like they're going to jump Bianca, but they instead leave. Bailey says she has beaten. She's beaten her, and she has nothing else to prove. If and when she wants that title, of her she's going to get it one way or the other. All right. Johnny Gargano is interviewed. The interview person asks him about Theory. Theory interrupts and says he's not Johnny Wrestling. He's Johnny Talking. And all he's done is talk since he's coming back. Gargano says if he wasn't so rudely interrupted, he was going he was going to announce his return to the ring will be next week. All right, Ray Mysterio versus Damian Priest. Damian dominates for most of it. The rest of Judgment Day come down, including Rhea and her, and her little sub Dominic. Uh, pretty good match, even though Ray seems to be going on autopilot. He is a professional and can work. Uh, Dom stands ringside looking conflicted. Ray makes a comeback, hits a moonsault, and looks to his son. He continues to go to work on Damian Priest. The two go back and forth a few times. Ray hops up on the turnbuckle. Priest catches him, tries to hook him into a DVD. Ray comes back and hits, hits a sick hurricane runner off the top rope for a two count. Ray tries for a 619, misses. Priest counters into a roundhouse kick. He then goes to work on old Ray. Sets up for Razor's Edge. Ray gets out of it. Sets up for the 619, but then Dominic pops up on the apron. And Ray stops him in his, stops in his tracks. Uh, Rhea sticks her head in the ring, causing a distraction. Uh, Priest does the last right. It's the south of heaven and gets the pinfall victory. So after the match, they all hover around Ray, laid out on the mat. Rhea, Rhea says next week Dominic is going to send Edge back into retirement. Uh, interview person interviews Bobby Lashley. He says Miz thinks the cage will keep him safe, but he's going to be across the ring from the most dangerous man in WWE. He says he is the one Miz has to worry about. Uh, Brody the Strowman is stopped backstage. He says he's back and he's going to be at SmackDown. Uh, recap of the Seth and Riddle situation. Riddle wants a rematch and Seth does not. So are we looking fight pit, maybe? Stop the extreme rules. <laughs> I want to fight pit. Like they need to bring that to the to main roster. They could do like the Lions did. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, Ken Shamrock and um who was that? Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart? Oh, when they fought in the dungeon? Mm-hmm. 
Or they can bring it back to Punjabi prison. Or they could do the um. Didn't Riddle and and Timothy Thatcher have a um fight pit? Yeah, he said the, he said the um fight the fight pit. Yeah, yeah. Or they could do like Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman and just like do the thing where they set up all the cars cars in a circle. Oh, street <laughs> So yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah. This, they're gonna pull something. They're gonna pull something big. Some kind of occasion. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be something definitely at um Extreme Rules. All right, the Miz versus Bobby Lashley, United States Championship steel cage match. Before the match can begin, Miz and Chumpa jump Lashley on the outside. They smash the ring steps into his arm. After commercial, the match has started. Miz tries to escape the cage, but Bobby stops him. Lashley gets the upper hand and just slamming Miz around. <laughs> uh, a few times, Miz tries to escape, even going so far as to add Chumpa and Bobby engage in a tug of war with Miz's arms. Uh, Chumpa at one point takes a chair to Bobby's knee through the cage. Late in the match, Bobby goes for a spear, but to no avail. Miz tries to climb over the top, but Bobby stops him. Champa does the tug of war again, but none doing. Uh, it's there that Bobby hits a superplex on Miz. He tries a, a spear, but Miz sidesteps, hits a skull-crushing finale, and gets a two-count. Uh, both men try to escape respectively. When Bobby tries it, Champa slams the door in his face. Bobby turns around and kicks the door in Champa's face, taking him out of the match. And it's here that Miz slams the door on Bobby's face repeatedly. Seeing that Bobby is out, Miz tries to climb out of the cage, but lo and behold, Dexter Loomis appears from under the ring, staring up at Miz. Miz freaks Miz out, and he gets back in the ring, petrified. Bobby finally hits a spear, gets the 1-2-3, and Bobby retains. Uh, this was great. I love this. Mm-hmm. Dexter scales the cage and gets in. Miz tries to leave, but Bobby closes the door on him. Graves says, Loomis is a guy who has returned many videotapes in his life. What, what was that? <laughs> Can someone explain that to me? Um... You know when you you went from back the special, to you, the special section. I, I mean, it could be just for the special section, section, or it could be that you know your your blockbusters or whatever you didn't return your videotapes. The special section. <laughs> I was like, what is he calling? Yeah, special section was was where, where the money was made. You know, behind that curtain. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a weird thing to say. I was like, what? Uh, Loomis gets a hold of Mitch, chokes him out with a triangle as we go off the air, and that is your Monday Night Raw. Thoughts, thoughts. So the thing about the um, that, that was a great camera shot of just Dexter Loomis just sliding out from under the ring and Miz and like Miz climbing down. You know, you see his Dexter Loomis just looking up at him like surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Sunrise, motherfucker. Um, it was a solid Monday Night Raw. Um, it was just. You know, when the news broke over the weekend that Braun was coming back, I was like, okay, how are you going to do this? And then when the car was flipped over in the parking lot, I was like, okay, that's him. And then I didn't know they was going to do that to the um, the eight-man, the four, the eight-man, the, the tag team elimination match and have him blow it up. So. See, so that's why the Viking Raiders weren't there, see? Yeah, he, he, they wasn't going to have him um, do that. They weren't, weren't, we don't put the strong tag teams in there, you know, just give them the weak ones. Well, that was the case, you wouldn't have Mansoor and the other dude in there. Well, I'm sorry, Mansoir. Mansoir. And my, 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 whatever. Massey. Massey. Yeah, they had hip roll there too, but you know. I forgot who it was, but they were like, Triple H should join and just just be, just be Levesque. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, he had to put a, he, I mean, he had to put a wig on and go back to his old old gimmick, the the very first the Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick. Right. <laughs> yeah, this was a, a good addition to Monday Night Raw. I mean, coming off of the Clash, you're not going to really have everybody available, so they they were what they had. Uh, I thought that Rhea Ripley was the star of the show. I think Definitely, that she yeah. is uh, starting to kind of come into her own and as the leader of Judgment Day, and I'm looking forward to so hold all real the quick question involve her question. Yes, sir. Do you think they would have been taking it too far if she let Dominic down there with a collar around his neck? I don't think they're trying to go yeah. there, but that's what it looks like, though. <laughs> Check your fan fiction. I'm pretty sure. You, you, oh, I'm sure. If I go with Tumblr and read the fan fiction, that's gonna be some. It's gonna be a, a rabbit hole full of stuff just to go down with. Go down and team with them too. That fan fiction is gonna be. Mm. Yeah, Dominic's gonna learn new words like edging and stuff like that. <laughs> right. What's the? I wonder what was he? What his safe word be? Oh God! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry, sorry, the, sorry, folks. <laughs> it's just this is just what happens when you see um when the buildup of all this. I mean, I'm honestly, like even though this is not what it is, that's what it looks like. It that's does. What it, that's what it appears to be. It's not, it, it's not. It's not blatantly showing it, but they're alluding to it. I mean, especially the way she just picks him up. He's like, "All right, I'll see y'all later." The way she was picking him up and had him over the had her over had him over her shoulder. I was like, right. "I was like, yeah." Okay. I was like, "All right." I was like, "All right." And then, and then put done. the dyes around his neck. Somebody mm-hmm. said that he um he said he got he got stiff for them dyes, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh man." Uh, yeah, man, the the Dominic turn has been long awaited, and people are definitely enjoying it and getting their jokes off. And Rhea Ripley isn't helping the situation, <laughs> and she's and she's just trolling back too. Yeah, she's really leaning um, in. Dave, Dave Legato for Buster Over Radio, he was saying that they they kind of he felt they kind of rushed it. I was like, this has been building up over week of the past month or so, so it's like I don't think it was too far. You know, talking about they wanted to see like how Rip, like Rhea, you know, taking this a little bit too, taking it further with, um, you know, leading Dominic into the faction. I was like, they've been building up to this, you know, they've been building up to this. So I think this was like, this works out just fine, you know, because mm-hmm. you run the risk of it running cold if you wait a little bit longer and everything. And with the turn happening in front of, in Cardiff, in front of all those people. Well, no, what, no way you could. You had to cap. You had to capitalize on it. Right, right. It was well done, though. Give yeah, Dom, give Dom credit for that. So, and then Monday night, you know, he didn't say Corey Graves. Corey Graves is the only one that's like defending Miz throughout this whole ordeal with um Dexter. Dexter, <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. He's like, he, he's like, you know, yelling like nobody's doing anything, and everybody's like, well, you know. <laughs> Well, he, he didn't press charges, I think. That's what they said. Yeah, that's what he, he, he doing the hood thing. I ain't pressing no charges. I ain't talking to the police. I'm like, sir, you're white and you're from Cleveland. So you're saying Miz is shine? <laughs> <laughs> he said he ain't talking to the cops. <laughs> nah, he don't talk to no cops. But they was, um, 
and also another thing was somebody had pulled up an NXT, an old NXT clip. It was, a, it was a promo where it was um, Binky, Tony Storm, EO, I want to say Nikki Ash, and I think um, Rhea. And she was basically, you know, going around saying how she was better than them. And she pointed to Tony Storm and said, you don't even go here. Because Tony Storm was still in NXT UK at the time. <laughs> but she looked at her and said, you don't even go here. And I was like, yeah, she's an AEW now, the, the, the new women's champion, you know. Um, did y'all see in the backstage when EO and them were walking that Nikki took her mask off and threw it? No, I didn't see it. It was way in the background. Yeah. They saw the do that last week. I saw the SmackDown that they were arguing. Yeah. They start to do that a lot now, like doing little little stuff in the background that you'll catch, but they won't they won't like bring bring attention to. They won't bring attention to, but you'll just see shit that's going on in the background and you're like what the hell is going on you know mm-hmm. well Mo, i guess at this time sir we'll get to the the highlight of this week's edition of the wrestlecast the reason everybody tuned in yes so it's time for the mo <laughs> Meltzer new segment so i'm going to quote um cody rhodes here so, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just get some small stuff out the way. Um, Triple H's um, new title is um, COO, um, Chief. Um, was it Chief Operating Officer? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they what they said. That's the um, his he's he's been elevated to that title. <laughs> um. So you know that's um that's just really, I guess you know that's just basically he's taking over he's like head of the creative he's the end all the be all that goes on with the talent he reports to um his boy Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um hold on, let me let me it says um yeah, he's the um oh it's chief sorry, it's his elevate to chief content officer, meaning he'll report to co CEO um Nick Khan as he oversees creative writing, talent relations, live events, talent development, and creative services. I'm sure he's gonna have some people um running talent relations because he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to he's not gonna have the um the circus that's going on over on the other channel. He's he not he not gonna have that <laughs> at all. So, um, also, man, something else that happened. Oh, D'Lo Brown has um, parted ways with Impact Wrestling. Mm. I already got fired. Fired, parted ways. Parted ways, okay. He, 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 either way, he's not dead no more. I politely asked him to leave. Okay. What happened? It didn't. Well, it said um, they were just saying it was no reason given. It was like, we appreciate Dilo's contributions to Impact Wrestling over the past three years. We wish um, Scott Demore says, and he says, we wish him nothing but the best moving forward. They said this was third, his third stink with um, Impact. You can't treat the first hero continental champion that way. 
what do you mean? You're in or, or the greatest European champion. The greatest yeah. European. Wait, was he the Eurocontinental champion? He was, wasn't he? Yeah. And he hold both titles at the same time. So it looks like Pat McAfee's joined college game day, Don. Oh, word? Yeah. So I wonder how this is going to work for him. Um, Traveling, baby. You're going to be taking them red eyes. Right. So he probably just be leaving SmackDown and going straight to college game day. Or they, <laughs> or they have him do remotes from wherever he at. Like a dairy. No, they say he's gonna be um he said he's reportedly become a full time member of the traveling football show. So he's gonna yeah. have to leave right when it's over. Right. Jump on that jump on that plane and be there. Mm-hmm. Unless they're gonna oh, have man. somebody fill in for him, but I doubt that. Yeah. So that's um good for him. Um it seems like a lot of people are asking they they're um oh wait a minute. Okay, so you know what? Anything else that you might have heard of? Oh, Mandy Rose doing the the uh, full HBK. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I'm did still. You, did I'm you see this, of, Don? Bugged, no, I'm what happened? Okay, remember the um, Shawn Michaels did that Playboy picture with the title right. over his crotch. Right. Mandy Rose did something similar. Oh, okay, okay. Man, the world would the wrestling world would have ended if. Mandy read a pin, Miko, and not. Black oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, she, she, yeah, she, she pinned Mia. She pinned Mia. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she pinned her. Yeah, people would have lost their damn. I like the outfit she had on the red, white, and blue. It's pretty cool. Yeah, she looked Mandy Liberty Bell Rose. Damn, um, Grayson Waller fucked Apollo Cruz's eye up. I don't know if this is this was legit or not, but his eye is. You know how somebody scratch somebody's eye and it they it'd be red as fuck? Yeah. That's how his eye look. Oh damn. Well, you know he's he was going after his eyes the, the last time they wrestled, so because you know if I was trying to, to fuck up his yeah, his, his visions, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like Dexter Loomis kidnapped Miz again when Rob went off the ass, so Oh really? Oh, like a post uh, post show thing. Yeah. He he was dragging him to the back. So I was like, damn. Miz is definitely going through it. I said, how you this is how you are here. And this the thing is, I'm glad they're doing this because they're showing things happening to heel wrestlers. Cause you know, there's things like this don't supposed to happen to heel wrestlers. I'm like, we don't care, man. Like this let let things happen to heel wrestlers and just let the shit just play out how you want to play it. No, they tested this before with Roddy, right? So how did that how did that how did that end up? With who? Because then they have Dexter Lemus kidnap Roddy. Yep. Oh, he kidnapped. He kidnapped. Um, he no, he kidnapped Kyle O'Reilly. He kidnapped Austin yeah. Theory. <laughs> well, oh, Austin yeah, he Theory. Austin Theory. Yeah. Austin Theory. He was saying that he um he was eating cereal and watching cartoons. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um. So the 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 main event here that everybody wants to that everyone's talking about. Um. So over the weekend, AEW held this all out show. Um, 15 matches over the course of five plus hours. Um, I personally did not watch all 15 matches. I watched maybe two and a half, three. I, I skipped most of it because I wasn't sitting down to watch all that. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what? That's that's cool. I'm going to 
you know, I had it on. I had it on in the background, and I was laying down, and then I, I went to fell asleep. And I woke up. <laughs> and I woke up to the Joker being revealed, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's who that." I, I kind of figured that's what it was. I, I knew right away when I first saw it. I was like, "Hey, look!" Because he walk. He had to. See, he didn't. He didn't change his walk. I recognized the walk. The walk right away. It was. And also, like the the mannerisms he was doing was like oh, that's MJF. Oh, Stokely coming up there, pulling down the chip. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, a six guys just hit the ring. Who's going to pull the chip down? Who's the joke? Which one of these dudes is the joker? Everybody was... It was just a lot that was just going on. And then, you know, so, you know, that was one of the big things. You know, he, um, MJF returned, you know, the Young Bucks and the and Kenny, they won the trios, the the, the, the inaugural trios champion. The, the inaugural um, uh, let's avoid FTR title, <laughs> right? Like we don't want to fight the F, we don't fight want to fight you know FTR, so we're going to just put these titles on them and just keep that keep them away from each other. <laughs> um, so you know, you know, folks went to sleep. I woke up <laughs> in the middle. I woke up, and then all of a sudden, I see. Um, alert saying there was um, a report of a melee of that happened backstage at the media at the media press or whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. Then went back, woke up in the morning. I saw the video um, that sent um, sent it to the, the everybody in the, in the group tweet, which sparked a whole discussion about you know how this is stealing from. The, um, stealing the thunder from the pay per view, mm-hmm. and w- which was which was true though. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, we see CM Punk sitting at the at the podium. Um, Nick Hossman, who writes for um, Wrestle Inc., um, didn't even ask the question. Yeah, I, I see because I was always under the impression that he has some he has some dumbass questions. No, right? He, he just he just he just said he just said he said you know Nick Hossman, Wrestling Inc. And so CM Punk cut him off and was like. Um, he was just like, you know, raise your hand if you're a real journalist. And Nick Rose rolls his hand, he said, Oh, you're a real journalist. And he's asked him about does he just still do improv? And he said, No, he said, Um, he was like, We did do improv, we do it with he was like Scott, um, Coltson, who was Colt Commander. And then that's when CM Punk went to the whole thing. He was eating something from Mindy's Bakery, which is apparently <laughs> a popular bakery out there in Chicago. And he had some kind of drinks in front of him as well, too. So the was, uh, the uh, the um, traffic for Mindy's Bakery, like on Google, whatever Google reviews went, just shot up immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. They one thousand percent profits over the weekend. I'm sure. <laughs> no, they closed well, no, no. on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. because they were closed. They was they, they was closed on um, Monday for the oh, like their the their holiday. web traffic. Their web traffic shut up. Oh yeah, they, yeah. That's awesome yeah, I'm sure they, they I'm sure they were like, what the yeah. <laughs> so um. So it was a lot going. So that's thing, you know, CM Punk went into this whole, uh, this whole diatribe about, um, about Coca Bana saying, you know, he hasn't been friends with him for um, since 2013, 2014, which was a lie because he did the podcast with Colt in 2014 after he left WWE um, during the holiday season. 
And then he was just saying, you know, things like, you know, he wanted to take him to the top, but Cole didn't want to see him at the top. Mm-hmm. And something else about he felt as if that he, if he was to fall backwards, his friends would catch him and Scott Colson wouldn't catch him. So it was a whole bunch of stuff. And then he was just saying he didn't, he said, you know, about, then he said the whole thing about um, the EVPs <laughs> who can't run. <laughs> Who could manage the target? I said, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> so basically, he's essentially shitting on Tony's decisions to have them as EVPs and everything, too, if you really if you look at it that deep. Um and he was just basically going on and on and on. And then he was just saying, then he went on Hangman Page again, which was funny in itself, but Went on Hangman Page and was basically saying, what do you call them? He called them em- brainless, empty, empty, or something like that, empty headed, or something like that. Basically, it was something that happened when I think it was a, um, an interview he had done, Hangman had did, and he had said, um, since Sting and Singing Punk were there, you know, he was saying, you know, have you tried to seek out to get advice with them? And he was like, it was basically the way he answered it. CM Punk had gotten his feelings about it. He got his feelings about the way it was answered and everything. So, and you would think there wouldn't really be no okay, like you know, you didn't answer the question, but that just kind of just let the bad blood from that point on. Um, and then. You know, CM Punk had ended it by, you know, he was saying something about, you know, he doesn't give a, he doesn't give a shit or give a fuck where um, Coco Banner works or if he's where he sleeps at or whatever the case may be. Yeah, he and then he was about he brought his mother into it. And basically, <laughs> yeah. the only thing he said about his mother was that he found out that they, they shit his a bank account with her. He called her old mother. Because he said he was going to do the, um, he was trying to counter sue him. And then they found out he, shared the bank account and then that's when he was saying that he sent the email saying you know um let's just end this all and everything and basically CM Punk was also saying he has all the receipts from all of the um bills he paid for him and everything even has the email that the separation email that he sent them saying they go their separate ways he'll find his own lawyer and he doesn't have to pay him no more money I mean it was just a lot going on he was just letting it all out Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, from the angle that I sent the in the group in the group tweet, you can see Tony Khan kind of like just sitting there, like, like you know, kind of like know, like he he he's like, this is gonna be bad. This is gonna be bad. <laughs> he was he looked like he was going to do the, he was he was he was high as fuck. He was on the cocaine. Was it that said Tumbo Sub look at Tumbo? He don't let the cocaine digest, and I was and I fell out when they said that he's like he don't let the cocaine digest. Look at his eyes. Um. Yeah. So this is just a lot. This is a lot that's just going on. A lot of people just you know making jokes about this. So basically, and then he said something about you know about he if. He was if he see him in the hallway, say if you got something to say to me, say it to my face or some shit like that. Which well, kind of led. He was oh, also wait, calling wait. out. He was also calling out um, so-called journalists. He called them out by name. He called out Dave and Brian Alvarez by name. 
and you know basically saying that like they don't do any research on their own they just take the, the book's word for everything and they basically said no that's not that's we never we never said what you're saying um the whole thing about um Kokomana was was moved to ROH at, because of because of issues with punk or whatever and they actually wrote right this. and he was and, and he was and basically he was saying that he had nothing to do with um he said that he had nothing to do with it and Tony Khan tried to and Tony Khan denied and say that that was the case that wasn't the case that he he wasn't at fault but yeah. I guess well, well the thing is like they had written well they said that they didn't write about it but then someone dug up their actual their actual reports or articles or whatever and yeah they did, did in fact did say that yeah um also a lot of um other things were happening um They were saying like the Hoffman Estates Police Department was called. Oh, they said they were never called for the um, the backstage incident. So, you know, I guess police wasn't called. They kind of can't handle it, you know, in the house and everything. Um, it's it was just a lot. Um, Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish. Oh yeah, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish wanted to challenge CM Punk to. Um, a, a fight, a real, a real fight. Yeah, he was also, you know, taking shots at CM Punk doing the kicks and everything, and saying he was doing them wrong. What? <laughs> what? What do you do? You think because they set the precedent with Eddie Kingston getting suspended? We heard for oh, swiping whoa, whoa, whoa. at. Um... I, I even, I ain't even get to the, I ain't even get to the good parts yet. Oh yeah, because <laughs> apparently. <laughs> It's been some. It's been some. Some um, a changes for the for dynamite tomorrow. Let me, mm. let, me, let, me, let, me let me pull that up. Um, so it says the AEW personnel involved in the backstage altercation following Sunday's all our pay per view have reportedly been suspended. So um, Dave Meltzer is saying that um, Punk, the Bucks, Omega, and A Steel, who were involved with the scuffle, will not be brought to Buffalo for um, Wednesday's AEW dynamite taping. Well, it's, a good, well, it's a good thing they had 97 other champions to uh, to put out there. <laughs> so, um, so they said Melson's report also mentioned the name of AEW producer Pat Buck being suspended, but did not specify if Buck was suspended was involved in Sunday's altercation in any capacity. <laughs> so but I, I read, I read that they straight up fired a steel. That's what they was. I was. I had read that too. I well, I mean, too. after they said don't go cursing on TV so much, <laughs> he goes and says fucking, and then follows that up by throwing chairs and pulling hair and biting and putting hands <laughs> on people. So Biting people, yeah. Yeah. yeah throwing so chairs like, like they, 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 they haven't the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, hasn't been made official yet, but um, they were just saying like a lot of just Changes been made to the show for tomorrow, and they say like the only person who's like booked to like on like a segment is um, MJF, who's mm-hmm. definitely gonna have a lot to say. Um, and a lot of people was was trolling, you know, from AEW. Evil Uno was trolling, talking about you know he's a good wrestler, and he in the heat between Serpent Serpento and um, Nia Nia Rose was, was real and everything. <laughs> Um, 
the Iron Sheik was saying, if you assault the manager of um, if you assault the manager of Target, you have heat with me, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dustin Rose saying his door is always open. Um, people taking sides. Talking about um, talking about they talking about either he needs to he needs to talking about Tony Khan needs to choose between the EVPs or Punk, and a lot of people saying that if he chooses Punk, then the EVPs will walk. And somebody said that Ken, Kenny Omega um, did his um, his um, contract through an agent, which means he might have a cause a, a, a clause to get himself released early if need be. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's like it's like it's like the AEW talent really don't know what's going on because they don't want no more leaks to the press. But um, it's just like he say he says she says going on and backstage and everything. What I've noticed is like certain people under like a certain age are like going right off for the bucks and like hate punk, and people over like thirty five or whatever are like for punk. So what this is what I've noticed. They're like, oh, they're like, oh, um, the Bucks. They like the the Bucks set the table for you. They they Bucks and Omega set the table for you. That was like, are you fucking serious? Like, I mean, he's like, look at all that they've done for all these people. They wouldn't have jobs. I'm like, shut up, shut up. I was like, <laughs> are you dead ass? <laughs> oh, the one, the one that I read that got me kind of heated was like, it's like, how dare Punk ruin like their moment? They just won the trios championship. And instead of celebrating their, I'm like, yeah, the uh, the titles that they gave themselves, yeah. Right. I was like, I was like, I was when I say I say, Kyle me surprised. And so Kyle Rim was like, yeah, it's that company. Of course they go book themselves to win. No, oh. um, the best the best one was like, Punk was like, yeah, the EVPs that think they're back in Reseda. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he was like. Uh... Basically, he was. Uh, he said that Adam Page went into business for himself and jeopardized the first million dollar gate, legitimate in the company's history. So basically, I guess they figured that Punk said he might have not showed up for the pay per view. He was so pissed um, when Adam Page cut that promo. He's like, "Man, I'm worried. I'm here trying to make money." Yes. Do you think that's why they took the title off of him, off of him initially because they were afraid he wouldn't show up? Maybe. Probably. Well, no, his his foot was legitimately hurt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's legitimately they about, they hurt. About they, about, um, they was dragging the wrong foot when they was taking him out the ring. Well, are you in a tunnel or something? No, he probably you're like backed, far. He's sound far away. Yeah, he backed up from the mic probably. No, I ain't when he y'all. You know, I ain't when me. I was I was taking a sip, so I ain't want to be all in y'all. Drinking in y'all in y'all ear. Oh, but you, you got some of that grandma yay this time? Nah. No. Um so Steve uh Moolenhaus Housing um said that Tony Khan's been leaning on um Tony Shavani. Talking <laughs> <laughs> about he's he's the right right hand man, you know, and since Shavani been around in chaos in WCW. And he's been like a, a sounding board for like the all the drama that's been going on. Well, I hope Tony Schiavone got himself a sounding board for all the drama that's been going on because they're going to force that man into retirement. You got something back to baseball. <laughs> right. That's what he was at before. He was he was doing his baseball. He was like, I was happy. I was okay. I was sitting here commentating on baseball. He didn't have to drag me into any of this. <laughs> <laughs> 
so Sean Ross Sapp is saying that um, right now AEW talent has not been told anything official. Almost all I've spoken to believe CM Punk will have to go or make a major amends to remain with the company. A lot of talent has arrived where Dynamite is broadcasting from yet, but the heat on Punk is unreal. If I was Punk, I'd be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay. You don't need none of them. You don't need any of them. Yeah, right. It's like, the only thing that's going to happen is y'all are going to whatever national exposure I've brought to y'all or whatever give to y'all in the future, y'all won't be able to have that now. So good luck selling Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to the American audience who still don't really know them. You know what I'm saying? AEW is very niche until they get people like Dan Bryan and CM Punk and Chris Jericho. But if you're not going to put those people out front or have those people be your main people and you're going to always rely on Kenny and the Bucks, then they're just gonna be happy with a million, you know. I was I was reading somewhere that like um, ratings have shown like that when Omega or well, actually the, one of the bucks are on on the screen, the ratings dip two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yep. It's not good. All right, guys. We got uh, just a few minutes left here, so we'll have to. Uh, to, to, to get into the shout outs and the thank yous at this point. So, All right, cool. Mr. Samuel Kalunga, we'll start with you, sir. Shout outs and thank yous. All right, shout out to you guys. Um, shout out to Semi, Miss Semi, Miss J to the Max, Vini um, Jone, wherever you are out there. I saw her, she was uh, live tweeting not that long ago, some, I think SmackDown or something, wasn't she? Yep. Yeah, she pops in and out here and there when she she feels the fancy. <laughs> when she feels like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to her. Wherever, hope she hears this. Uh, see, yeah, shout out to Simi. Shout out to everybody in the WrestleCast community. Uh, shout out to Hello Queen. You can follow her Twitch at twitch.tv slash Hello Queen. She tweet she streams Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Around, I think she's around 9 p.m. Eastern time, so catch her. Plays a lot of uh, horror games, so check those out. And you can check out my stream. I've been doing a thing called the Distraction Finish. It's over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Reckless Mage. You can check that out. I moved it now to Saturday, Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Central. You can check that out. I'm going to cover everything that's happened in the wake of wrestling. And if I pop up on there one day, he might not let me in. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on down. Mo's gonna be over here with his little, with his, with his um, yellow journal pad with the little notes over here. Listen, you should see, if y'all one day see the notes I've taken on what's going on in every day. You're like, you really taking notes? I'm like that damn cornet. <laughs> uh, All right, so, uh, so yeah, check that out. Um, the distraction for you tonight. Um, not sure I'm gonna do it tonight, but usually Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm gonna do some wrestling games around nine or eleven PM Central. I'm not sure yet. Check check the Twitter, Twitter.com/slash Ruthless Page. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, your shout out. So thank you, sir. Uh, shout out to Sam for joining us. Shout out to Dawn for another show. Shout out to uh, Semi. Um, shout out to Miss B. Jupiter Julep, shout out to Anwar, shout out to Terry's boy, shout out Jade to the Max, shout out to our Spaces crew, 
Khaled Ren, Black Marvel, Black Holland. Uh, shout out to um, everybody who's alive, tweets with us. Uh, shout out to just everybody who's, you know, uh, you know reporting. Every time you turn around, somebody come, come up with a new um, theory about what's going to happen um, in its AEW drama, you know. But and shout out to the OGs, Sam, again, um, Greg, uh, DD, Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Um, classic. Um, that's about it. All right. Well, I'd like to thank Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese and Samuel Kalunga for joining me here on this week's edition of the WrestleCast. Thank you to Ms. Simi and Ms. J to the max, Ms. Didi Jonay, Greg. Thanks to Ms. Jupiter Julep. Please check me, myself out on the Watch With You podcast as I interview the host of the Watch With You podcast, Lady D and Lady H, for their season finale. So it's a good time. So, <laughs> so please check that out as uh, we knock down the forbidden door as I crossed over to the Watch With You pod. Uh, shout out to everybody who used the hashtags over the weekend, all elite cast, NXT cast, and casting castles. We definitely appreciate everybody sharing their commentary with color. Uh, you know you know where to find the CSPN.us. Uh, search for the WrestleCast dash to CSPN through any podcast app. Subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign and the WrestleCast will show up in your podcast queues each and every week. Check out the Patreon page. Subscribe. Become a patron over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. You can get more content there before and after uh, these uh, recordings, the conversations we have. You can also check out me and Miss Simi record uh, reviewing AEW Dynamite each and every week. So please continue to share your commentary with color by using the Rawcast hashtags every Monday night and uh, NXT Cast on Tuesdays and all the in uh, and Dynamite Cast on Wednesdays and SmackDown Matters on Fridays. So real quick, real quick, Dom. We don't have we real quick. Ben, no, quick. real quick, real quick. Uh-huh. Who would have thought that the man who bought ice cream for all the fans in the arena last year will be the villain? Hey, man. <laughs> and, and on that note, stay tuned <laughs> for the parting promo. And next week, we are taking the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Newsflash, I was illegal last week. So, Raquel and Aaliyah can pretend to be champions for another week until we take what's rightfully ours. Can you imagine what we went through in such an unfair Then 
One way. 